welcome back to Judging Book Covers, your monthly book club podcast. <laughs> I'm Stephanie Cortez, and as always, I'm joined by the absolutely wonderful and amazing Megan Griffin and Ollie Brady. Of course, Hello. that motorcycle just went by. How are you guys? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect timing. Right. Sounded like a cool motorcycle. I bet the guy who owns it is badass. I know. They're all oh. so cool. It's great. Why does it have to be a dude? Why does it have to be a guy? Well, is I am yeah. actually debating to get my motorcycle license given how much you know gasoline costs. I personally hate motorcycles, especially like I'm also like, is it a motorcycle or is it an ATV? Because we have an ATV issue here <gasps> in Providence, <laughs> which they've now like the police are asking the public for help to crack down on these ATV riders. I'm like, I'm never. <laughs> They're annoying as all hell. And where I used to but live yeah. was like Mario Kart, and I would never call the cops on. <laughs> no, I'm no, not. no, I'm not doing that. I lived in Brooklyn in 2020 when they were trying to get, you know, all of that police rage and stuff. We had fireworks every fucking night. Did I call it in? No. Did I lose sleep for three months? Yes. Oh, my God. The 4th of July in 2020, the air was like (laughs) sulfur because they were trying to crack down on fireworks. Oh, my God. (laughs) It was so bad. You are not going to tell us. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, it's 2022. And guess what? Our government's still a shit show. (laughs) Consistent, <laughs> and this is why we continue to hide in books. Yes. You're learning to live with it. No, no, we're not. No, no, we're not. We're learning to fight it, and we're gonna do that because no, we lived with it too long, way too long. What a bummer of a start to the episode. Well done. <laughs> Sorry, I'm very angry, and it very much sucks because I have to like really worked hard for the past six months or so to like really try to change how I view the world to make like make myself healthier mentally and try to be a positive force in the world rather than just like constantly feeling like it's falling apart and yet so I'm going to go get a gym membership (laughs) so that I can hit a ball against a wall and not get in trouble oh yeah it's It's a good solution like a big heavy medicine ball no, I mean, I could do that, but basically um, it's really hot and I don't want to go stand on a tennis court, so I will go stand in a racquetball room with a tennis racket. Nice. And a ball. Yeah. Yeah. Does the, the racquetball room um, have central air? Yes. God or at least it. it has air conditioning. I, <laughs> I mean, it's it's going to have more air conditioning than the outside Georgia yeah. weather does. Yeah. Because otherwise people so. wouldn't, they'd just go outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Racquetball is a great sport. It is. I just don't, yeah. I, it, it do, I don't translate well. I want to do tennis shots and I'm very bad at racquetball. <laughs> <laughs> it it so, feels like it should be a really transferable skill. But then it, when right? you're playing racquetball, it's not, like it's not at all. No. No. Um. But at least it's so, better than squash. I have such a funny story. This has been making my day or my weekend. And it's going to be the thing I tell everybody every time I talk to them. Okay. But so we went to a museum yesterday and it had presidential rooms. And we learned that Queen Victoria said that Fillmore, Miller, oh shit, I just, Millard Fillmore, he was our 13th president, was the mm-hmm. most handsome man she had ever seen. And I looked at his picture and I started laughing. And I'm gonna I'm gonna drop this in our okay. our well, chat like really I'm quick. Have to look it up too. Okay. 
And just like really quick, all you need to do is just like look at that face really quick and tell me who you see. Is that not it kind 30 of, Rock Star? I, yeah, I was going to say like a slightly chubbier <laughs> in the face. Yes. He's got like more cheeks. Wait, who, who do you think that looks like? Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I thought that was. Yeah. <laughs> no, it looks like Alec Baldwin pretending to be a president. And I yes. just couldn't stop laughing. So anyways, oh. at one point, according to Queen Victoria, Alec Baldwin was the most attractive man in the world. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We are so glad we have the internet these days. Yeah. Um, so angry at the world. <laughs> it, it's been a very difficult week. It, all right. What have I been doing for fun to try to ignore it? Let's see. Well, I mean, cook- you could talk about it too. That's fine. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to get angrier. And I'm supposed to be like all zen and shit now. That's fair. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'll be zen moments. <laughs> I okay so my cooking shows I've been they're over and a couple of them are over now but Tournament of Champions was giving me life okay as well except I'm not happy with the end I don't know if you've been following it but I was not happy with who I won not. I think the wrong person won <laughs> the person I was rooting for <laughs> should have won I will have to um, check it out yeah then there was the Julia Child cooking challenge which gave me great British bake-off vibes it's just like a very oh, nice my. kitchen They'd show clips of Julia Child and they would make her recipes. It's just very nice. And like, I highly recommend if you just want to like, you know, if you want something that's like Great British. Um, and then Top yeah, Chef. But keep it up with Top Chef. So. I am not watching the current season yet. Is it good? Oh, no. And this is like the first one no, I really kept up with. <laughs> no, I, I, I went through a time where like all I watched, the only new things that I watched were Owl House because I'm fucking obsessed. Mm-hmm. And Riverdale. And that is because Riverdale season six is actually one of the best things I've ever seen on TV. Never thought I'd say that, but it is. So there's not a lot of new media that I've processed. Yeah. Recently. yeah. <laughs> I think those are probably the, the new media. Like, I haven't even yeah. kept up with Bob's Burgers. Um, yeah. And I know there's a movie the coming The movie out. is coming. Yes, it's coming. In this month. <laughs> oh, in, yeah, in like three weeks. Yeah. It's crazy. crazy. Yeah. But yeah, I've been enjoying the new Top Chef. Um, I think we're down to we're down to five, but now they're bringing in whoever wow. is going to win last chance. Ah. Um, and I like the diversity of who's left. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear yeah. that. Yeah, yeah glad to hear that. Yeah. Um, How about I you, Ali? My Netflix, my Netflix only goes up to like the first five seasons of ah. Top Chef. Oh, I'm so, so sorry to hear that. I have like. 14 seasons to catch up on yeah um, yeah i've been i've been doing pretty good um i went because i live in ireland so we did the exact opposite of you guys and legalized uh, abortion this year um i the most catholic country that doesn't let you get divorced for how many years four years uh, yeah legalized and 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 it's currently longer than that just because court backlogs um yeah so because of the pandemic my my one of the things I really enjoy doing, which isn't like sporting related, is I, I love going to trivia competitions. And I went to my first one in two years last Friday. Nice. And um, yeah, and we won as, Yay. you know, as we like to do. Congrats. And it was great fun. And there was lots of, it was great because Quizmasters now have two years worth of extra 
prep time yeah. for it. So the quiz questions were much more interesting than they ever were before. Like and oh. um yeah, it was it was good because a lot of times people put down what they think is like really hard knowledge. But if you've if you've been doing a lot of quizzes, it's just like, well, that's that question and that's yeah. come up before, you know. Yeah. Um, so this just had a lot of new and interesting stuff on it and there was one round we were terrible on which was like modern apps that people have on their phones oh. <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, so i i was the young so there was one person younger on the team and uh, wait i want to guess yeah she wouldn't um she wouldn't usually uh do table quizzes and she's she's not really big on social media and then <laughs> I was the next youngest, and then the other oh, two no. were around about my age. We were all sitting around going, "What the, what the, what the hell is that?" Turns out, <laughs> you can get Minecraft on your phone. Oh, Minecraft makes sense. The, <laughs> I didn't so know that. that was the most Minecraft. popular. Oh, that is not what I was expecting. No, yeah, it was just weird. It was just like this is this is the app without the words on it. Like, what what app is this? And uh, so there was like the Minecraft app. Oh. Um, Tinder was there. Uh, I had no idea what it was. Thought it was a version <laughs> of Mozilla Firefox. Um, <laughs> oh, guess I don't TikTok do Tinder. Uh, LinkedIn, or as I still insist on pronouncing it, LinkedIn, because um, I did not realize it was meant to be LinkedIn when mm-hmm. I first saw it and was like, what the hell is LinkedIn? <laughs> oh, that's I amazing. I can't so not see that. When uh, I look fair. at it, I'm like, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. I was that's like, what it is from now on. <laughs> um, so LinkedIn was there. I think we got that one and maybe one other. So yeah, we got like, that was the lowest I think I've ever got in a round <laughs> in a table quiz. Amazing. In a trivia night. Um, I would have killed at that. I would not have. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> nope. It's weird. Some of the stuff like was, it was even like super obvious. Like there was the, the one for Zoom was there. But we were that like, ah, Zoom, the Zoom app looks different, though. So we talked ourselves out of Zoom and just said it was the FaceTime app, oh. which would we thought made more sense. But the FaceTime app is a slightly different camera, apparently. You're like, yes. yeah, I'm, you know, I'm happy enough I didn't get that. That's fair. But uh, That's yeah, fair. that was that was about as exciting as it's, it's been for me. I went to trivia, won the trivia. Um, uh, see, if, see if Ireland does their version of bullshit which is this Netflix trivia show. So like, even if you don't know the right answer, you have like to convince these three people that you do and they either call bullshit or they agree with you. Um, and it, the questions go up to a million dollars. And it's also hosted by Howie from Deal or No Deal. And I swear to God, the guy's like stoned the entire time and it's so fucking great. <laughs> also didn't realize he was a voice on Gremlins. On what? Like, on gremlins like at one point he pulls out his gremlin voice i was like oh my god i didn't realize that was him um but yeah (laughs) apparently one contestant like was hoping steve harvey was hosting the show or whatever so that's why she (laughs) auditioned and he knew this (laughs) like that was the running joke the entire episode was how he was not steve harvey and yeah it was so (laughs) it's it's stupid it is a very like i am fascinated with watching post-covid and very millennial heavy trivia shows weakest link um is back with jane lynch now it is and it's so interesting to see 
millennials and and also mm-hmm. Gen Z because it starts you know like fucking old apparently but um no just how like one woman probably could have won a million dollars but she hit a point that was so life-changing she was like i'm gonna take this and run and i was like that feels so real yeah that's like, that's how like who wants to be a millionaire used to be at the mm-hmm. beginning was yeah. before it became like quizzers like people who were oh i'm a trivia master it was yeah. people who would get on get the sixty four thousand and go yep yeah, i'm out i'm yes. digging this like thank you very much this exactly. is enough for me to start my business yep and they're not pushing it to go to one hundred and twenty-five thousand at that point i'm like yeah i respect the hustle let them yeah. see the question and so many of especially in the british ones so many of them legitimately looked at the question and, and would just stand up and shake hands just straight up just, no no thank you jolly good yeah. well done um i'm out <laughs> i'd like to declare myself out please that <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Um, like there was like you. She was like I think she hit two hundred fifty thousand, which is and like yeah. she could have easily the way that she played like, but it was the question that she got caused such like a shake to her, and I think like also just the amount of money, like she was <laughs> living in a you know New York apartment, no curtains, and I, and I was like, I feel this, I understand. I probably would have quit at a hundred thousand. I get it. So. Yeah. Like, yeah. Escapism is good. Have you guys done any reading since the last time we were uh, we were on together? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I think I've so. been doing a lot of rereading. I've been rereading the Buffy mm. comics. I don't know that I read anything new. That's yeah. Funny. I've been reading the Buffy comics that started um, that picked up basically oh, season have. eight after the show ended. So. <laughs> I have. I've read three and a half books, which is not a lot. Megan, Um, what three and a half books did you read that you've forgotten? I know! (laughs) Sorry. Uh, The Kaiju Preservation Society, which I highly recommend. Um, Really quick content warning. The book does take place in 2020 COVID, Hmm. but it's about a person getting a job to go work with Kaiju because of COVID. Hmm. So it's not just it's COVID's there. It's very quickly just you're good. Uh, and then I read Ace of Spades, which was pitched as Gossip Girl meets Get Out, and it was good. It could, it was it fell a little short of my expectations, but I would read any that the the writing was good. There was some aspects of the story that I just was like, eh. but the ending made me cry. So you know. Gotcha. Uh, and then I read Dead Silence, which was Space Titanic Horror. Um, I didn't love it. I really wanted to love this book. And now I just want like Space Titanic Horror. And if there's not a lot of that out there, I'm going to make my own. So, <laughs> uh, Space Titanic Horror. Yes. Just, just, just the three words together just are enough to make me go, yeah, I want that too. Right? Right? And I'm not a big horror guy, but like Space Titanic horror? Come on. Right. Right. Um, And then the book I'm currently reading is called Burn Down, Rise Up. Uh, It just came out the week that we're recording. It is a YA horror book. Um, I also happen to know the author, but I am going to say like this book is so fucking great. The book was on my radar before I came friends with the author. And 
it is just, it's so good. Um, it is Afro-Latinx. It is urban legends. It is different versions of Brooklyn. Uh, not Brooklyn, sorry, the Bronx. I just love stories that use New York as a background that aren't upper white class or coming to New York to find our way. No, this I love this like whole, this has been my neighborhood for my entire life and turning that into a horror story. And like, and the funny thing is um, the author um, Vincent occasionally will be like, you realize this is white shit, right? Like when something horror and they're like, this is the whitest thing. And that's in the book too. Like urban legends, who goes and does urban legends? Like that is the whitest shit I've ever heard. So I texted them and was like, <laughs> I finally read the rules of your game. Is it really white of me that I want to go play? And they're like, nah, you're not the only person who's texted me. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I, I am just over halfway through it and it is so fucking great. Yeah, what's that? That's called Burn Down, Rise Up? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Cool. I'm going to look into so, that. Yeah. yeah. Just when you mentioned uh, New York and you're sick and tired of it being rich people or um, people coming to New York trying to make a name for themselves. And uh, so, Stephanie, you're you're living in the Boston area, not to give it away too much. But I watched <laughs> a great uh, documentary about that recently where the guy talked about movies set in Boston are never about people going to Boston for the first time and it's never about the rich side. It's just about people who live in Boston. And it's just funny when Megan just said it there, it just reminded me of it. Like, yeah, movies in Boston yeah. are, are just about Boston people. They might happen That's to be true. the underside or underbelly. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. all the even the rest of them, the likes of Manchester by the Sea, I just because your shirt says Manchester on it there. It's like they're just people <laughs> who live there. Like Gone Baby Gone is just people who yeah. live in boston mm-hmm. yeah and i'd never thought about that yeah. before but yeah that's the city yeah. that's the city for lived in stories yeah like I, I and i understand you know new york the statue of liberty it's all about like it's where you go to restart your life you know that's still the thing and, and full disclosure if you're new to this i did that too i lived in new york for five years but i <laughs> other thing that has happened since we recorded um there was a smoke bomb attack in my old subway station. So like, I guess I'm feeling very nostalgic for New York, but my New York was always about the local culture and finding like that over Manhattan, I guess. Mm. Manhattan's fine. Manhattan has some great things about it, but the Bronx, Queens, Brooklyn, that is so much more fun, I guess. And so I love reading these books that are, in these kind of forgotten areas so i don't know (laughs) feeling very nostalgic for living in new york not visiting new york yeah vibes oh how about you have you read anything new or anything i read um i've been continuing to read the expanse novels uh by james s.a corey um and uh i learned something this week that james s.a corey is not a person Oh, so to so James Corey, I'm I'm six books in. James Corey is two people. Oh, it's two okay. dudes who write together, and the James and Corey are their middle names, but it's two people, and this makes so much sense because <laughs> I I was having this conversation with somebody there recently that it 
it often feels like I was like, this guy is a split personality. <laughs> Glad to hear that. Yeah. Uh, and I also read um, Tom Jones by uh, <laughs> Henry Fielding. Uh, Tom Jones, slanging and banging. Uh, <laughs> for a novel like written about. back in the 1700s, he, he, he puts it about. He, he knows what he's up to. He's a foundling. It's like, uh, it's like, it's like every Dickens novel if Dickens wanted to write about slang and dick. And that's what it is. And it's great. Okay. And I highly recommend it. It's way better than you think it will be. And it's a much easier read than you think it will be. Nice. Did I read anything else? Oh, I read Gulliver's Travels. Um, but that's oh, like a nice you like short that? Yeah, it, it's really good. I like Jonathan Swift. And he's, it's like, it's one of those things where people go, the satire is a little bit lost now. And I'm reading it going, are you who how is the satire lost like it is <laughs> the most satirical book ever written like oh i don't know if it's really going to skewer people now it's like hmm is it not i think the concept of satire has been killed in modern day no i say that as a friend of ours has definitely written and released a satire book that i actually really enjoyed in the last year but most satirical books i read in the, probably the last that have been released in the last 10 years I don't really enjoy I think it's kind of become a memoir almost like memoir does satire now I I think a conversation we started just before the podcast about um, what it's like to be on social media and Facebook and stuff like that is that's where a lot of us have our interactions with other people now and that thing is basically a satire every second of the day because the yes. people who are on it seem so unaware of their own hypocrisy or so unaware of their own blind hatred to other people and think that it's perfectly acceptable that when you read a satire book that's aimed at the rich and the powerful and the politicians, you're like, yeah, but pretty much everybody is that now so everybody is single-minded and and thinks that they are god this is well now we're getting depressing again um people can be good but social media is bad that's my controversial opinion of the week <laughs> it i mean it became you know when, when you have to look at something to like really confirm it's not an onion article you know i i have enjoyed seeing the um the things crop up which are onion articles where people respond to them as if they're not onion articles <laughs> and they're like <sighs> what, is, what is the one i saw this morning um thor's thor's space scenes were filmed on earth to accommodate chris hemsworth's um, <laughs> <laughs> reliance on oxygen <laughs> dude he's just an actor like <laughs> yeah we know <laughs> okay so this was the British question that popped up. The British idiom. A bit of how's your father? Yeah, sex. Okay. I like, I was like what the fuck? It's the most... What? Yeah, a bit of how's your father? You know what I'm saying? A little bit of sneaky what exa- behind like, the curtains. So that means... So if someone comes up to you and said, says, how's your father? That means they want to have sex? No, they're asking me how my dad is. But if somebody walked up to me and said, now, Ollie, I saw you around with uh, X last night. Did you go in for a bit of how's your father? 
Red is in the room and is making okay. incredible faces at me. <laughs> bit of hanky panky, bit of how's your father? I hate that. Why? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's fair. I love learning British phrases because the fuck are you guys saying? What do you? Where did it? Like, where did that come from? What? Like. What? <laughs> there are three schools of thought, apparently. Oh, please go on. I'm surprised you guys don't use it in the same way. I have never heard the expression a bit of how's your father. Mm-mm. A bit of how's your father. You have to say it properly. Oh, yeah, a bit of how's your father, yeah. Uh, maybe that's why we can't fake British or Irish accents. Yeah. But that was a British accent. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I was specifically North London, but... <laughs> oh, I hear it now. Okay. Yep. Yep. Apparently, the first theory is that it's to do with the Second World War soldiers soliciting sex from elderly French madams, some of whom may have also have been old enough to have shared intimate moments with British soldiers during the First World War Two. Mm-hmm. Their inference being that the son is going where the father has already been. Oh, that's awful. Uh, another idea behind the meeting is the Victorian explanation. This suggest, suggests it's to do with fathers attempting to preserve their daughter's modesty by hiding in their voluminous skirts. A suitor hoping to get close to the object of affection would ask, how's your father? And if the girl's skirt was loaded with dad, she'd cast her eyes downwards and say something like, my father is very well, thank you, and defends my honor with his every inch of, with every inch of his being. So it's going back to like text speech. I, I like that one. Oh my. <laughs> you know, how to tell your, your kids are talking about, uh, Seinfeld, that it's got like what a text <laughs> abbreviations mean. Yeah. Uh, and then, how often do you hear this? Well, I mean, at least once a week, Megan. But I mean, I didn't think we were going to discuss. So. <laughs> I mean, is this like a dead expression, or is this something that's still used on a regular basis? No, you would still people would still use it, but it's it like it. I'm assuming it would have been more common back in the 50s and 60s because it used to be on TV all the time on those British sitcoms from back in those days. Okay. But it's still in the vernacular. Like, I mean, if I said this to anybody else that I know, like, hey, did you have a bit of how's your father? They'd know what I was talking about. But realistically, we wouldn't wouldn't really talk about that. But it is a fun I should not text all my British friends and be like, I've learned this new expression as I have done with you now. No, no, Megan, you definitely should. You absolutely should text all of your friends. Right now. (laughs) And fill us in on the results of your survey. Never mind. Anyways. Learned something new today. That's a good day. You guys must have, like, phrases that reference, like, sexual conduct and stuff. That we don't have, or that Irish sure. and British people don't have. I'm sure there are definitely ones back from the 50s. I mean, I didn't realize Greece was about sex for a while. <laughs> so, like most of the things in there, I didn't realize were about sex. Yeah. Sorry. Wait. Um, you had saw the movie Greece and didn't realize it was about sex. Do you want to know how old the first time I was when I, I saw Greece? Yeah. I think we were both probably very young when we first saw Greece. Yeah. It sounds like because I was. I did you. T- you. 
Yeah. What did you think it was about? It, it's about a school of a bunch of people dancing around and singing. <laughs> I didn't think that hard about this story when I was a child. You're singing about sex, Megan. Okay. I could tell you, okay, baseball, that's the one. And here is the song, Meatloaf's uh, Dashboard Light. Light. Yes. So that song is what my dad put on for us to sing our guts out, (laughs) sing our lungs out, um, when we were getting very annoyed in the car and we're very close to home. So that song, he put it on like the distance. We'd finish right as we were pulled into the driveway. Um, So, and we're talking like from, I have known that song my entire life. Um, And at one point at like probably 12, 13, I looked at my older sister and went, this song is about sex. And she went, it's about baseball. I went, okay. (laughs) It just like, was like, am I the only one who has fucking realized this? And I was at the time. Um, So your older sister. yeah, Yeah. To be fair, she is like, so she will turn 35 in June. So whatever that distance is, she's probably like nine months older, maybe. Irish twins. Yeah. Um, no, 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 stepsister. Oh, stepsister. Uh, it's just, I understand that <laughs> there is some baseball in that song, but everything prior to that. I mean, I don't and remember everything exactly. After that. I don't remember is her exact absolutely response. Absolutely about two teenagers. Oh, it's all about two teenagers having sex. The actual baseball scene is literally. Yes, I, I know. No. What I'm saying is, I get yeah. why somebody might think it was baseball, but what did she think? We were barely 17 and we were barely dressed. Oh, yeah, that's what happens in the sixth inning. Like, No, I don't remember exactly. Her response was basically, no, it's not about sex. Maybe she didn't want you to know it was about sex. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. But she was like, or she no. just didn't want to talk about it with you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Trust me. Okay. Because I remember when she also realized it. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> she no, went, was... you stop right there. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, I know no, right there... now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you were right, It's Megan. a couple having a fight, and then they go to watch a baseball game. <laughs> They're having just a quick wrestle in the car. A quick wrestle. <laughs> no, no, no. That's a baseball. They were listening to baseball. <laughs> and then at one point, she's like, I need to know if you love me. And we're like, yeah, we get that. We get that. I'm so sorry. This is so derailed. I don't fucking know. We read a book for this podcast. We did. I was really trying to find a tie. And I- I'm so <laughs> sorry. I don't. I, I no know it was all me. But... <laughs> uh, so yeah, we read a book. Uh, we read Homicide and Hollow Hollow by Mia Manansala. <laughs> it's the second yeah. in the Tita Rosie's Kitchen Mystery Series by this author. Mystery Series by this author. She wrote The Amazing Arsenic and Adobo. That was one of my favorite books last year. Um, yes. And this is the second book in the series. And... All of us have read Arsenic and Adobo, correct? Yes. All of you did read it. I read it three weeks ago. Nice. Yes. Megan, I knew you would read it. Yes. Did we do an episode or did we just both you know, talk this up? I don't think we did. I think we okay. had, I think we saved that for our other podcast idea that has not happened. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yes. Yeah. 
That's but fair. I know we talked about it because I I freaking love that book. <laughs> yeah, no, you guys I, definitely talked great. about it, and I know because I went back to see what you had said um, in previous <laughs> episodes. So because I from our last episode, I thought you had said that you had done an episode. So I was like, yeah. wait, I'm gonna go back. But the last full season you guys did of the show was yeah. the challenges, and it wouldn't have really come under yep. one of the challenges. So no. you talked about it just in an episode okay. I think and um yeah uh so I was like oh, yeah because I listened to the judging book covers and I've I've never I haven't listened to a full episode about this but I got the first book um and I thought it was great it's, great. it's a really good book it's really like I'm myself and Megan have talked about cozy mysteries before and how I love a bit of Nancy Drew and, and that sort of stuff <laughs> and uh, the Hardy Boys of course um and I've been meaning to read more as an adult and adult flavored versions of it uh and I always fail to. I always end up reading something else. But I genuinely enjoyed it. It's read like it's a cozy mystery <laughs> with with interactions between like the main character Lila, uh, Lila, Lila, Lila. I think it's Lila. Let's go, yeah. Lila. Yeah. So Lila is great, and her mom is great, and her aunt is great, and uh, Bernadette is not, and. Um, <laughs> Although she's better in it's better sense. in the second book, but um, mildly better in the second book, uh, <laughs> and it's just it's fun. Um, the only problem I had with the first one is her ex boyfriend um, or ex partner, whatever you want to call it, is the, is the murder victim, and then this next murder victim is also connected to her, and it's like, oh, it's gonna always Jessica be. Yeah. We're at Jessica Fletcher levels already. Oh, wait, two books be, in. It'll be someone good and Eric connected to her somehow, maybe closer yeah. to like Bernie, her cousin Bernie. I mean, was... especially with the way this, the vibe of this book, I feel like someone in her family is going to always be accused. Otherwise, she's not going to investigate. Yeah. Or she won't be as yeah. invested, maybe. And in yeah. this she'll help. Or, you know, next book, it could be her friends. It could be Adina or Elena. Because they were they were sidelined in this book. Yeah, they were. Yeah, I was a little bummed about that. I did love the like when the three of them were talking about the recipes for their Bruja Cafe that they were going to be opening. <laughs> I liked that collaboration piece. I wanted to see more of them. Yeah, definitely. Maybe we should actually go into talking about the plot because yes. <laughs> I derailed it by just talking about the first book. Uh, anyway, uh, Arsenic and Adobo is great. So yes, this book now starts. I think it's a year after the events of the last one. It's coming oh, up to the it's, summer. It's not that long. It's not even a year. Is it Maybe just like the six, same? Six months. So six months, yeah. So it's coming in, into the summer. Uh, oh, just open and she's about to open a cafe with one of her friends. Yes. Um, or, yes. Yes, it is with her friends. The Bruja Cafe. What does Bruja mean? Bruja means witch <laughs> in mm. Spanish. And I believe, I think it's one of those, it's like a, a similar word between the two languages. I think so. Um... And you know the play it's it's spelled brew b r e w because coffee, which I was like, oh, this is a place I would one hundred percent go to. Oh, a hundred percent. Everything uh-huh. about I want this town to exist. I want to like because they have all these restaurants, but I just want to go and chill at this cafe. Head next door, mm-hmm. I think. Yep, no, for some of auntie's door. food, and mm-hmm. then you know, like just live a happy life, be mm-hmm. at risk of getting murdered, but I won't piss off people. Maybe I won't right. die then. Just don't be an asshole to people and you won't get murdered. Yeah. 
don't sexually I... assault. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, um, God, I was laughing there just uh, inadvertently while you were saying don't sexually assault as I was laughing to something else, Megan. Um, <laughs> that's that's going to be awkward for me to edit around now. Um, but, <laughs> but I was just looking up, because uh, brouhaha is a word um, that we would use frequently enough, which just means like an overexcited response to something. Oh. And that's what I thought Bruja Cafe was huh. a joke about. And then oh, I no, read yeah. someone was like, no, it means witch. It was like, that makes so much more sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, I, I'm trying to, the new Charmed, uh, the 2018 Charmed, which I actually highly recommend. I think it's, the, it has some flaws in the casting and stuff, but um, they really seem to respect latinx magic and and so i yeah highly recommend for at least some representation of it that you could get quickly um also cemetery boys for yeah uh a book so good i also there is a book called bruja which i own i just haven't read it yet so i can't necessarily recommend it but i just bought it or it's called i don't remember how do you guys feel about um puns in cafe titles like, he's, are you all for it, or sometimes do they get pushed too far? I'm here for it. I love ridiculousness. Yeah, have fun with it. Like, you need a way to yes. pull people in, and I would yes. be like, oh, what is that? That would make me look to see exactly what are, what are you doing at this cafe. Tell me more. Yeah. Good. I agree, because I like the cheesier the better. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because this does have very Wicca bruja like they're you know vibes there's there's it's not just for the pun yeah 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 one thing i noticed between the last book and this book is uh the food descriptions are god damn delightful (laughs) (laughs) yes they are (sighs) so hungry (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. And also, like, even the description of, like, the coffees that Adina makes. Oh, God, I yes. was like, ah, I want this. Yeah. We're she definitely going like to try these expert. popsicles, right? These, like, bag popsicle things that I'm totally blanking all the names. Like, we're all trying that this summer, right? The, like, ice. Yeah, at some yeah. stage. Yeah. Like, there was one, there's one that she describes has pistachio, and I was like, yeah, I'm all over that. That's good. <laughs> I'm on this. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what happens in this book? So... Someone gets murdered again. Um, <laughs> we've got it's set the, in a beauty pageant, right? The Miss Teen Shady Palms beauty pageant. Um, also, can I just shout out uh, naming a place that's going to have cozy, cozy mysteries in it? Shady Palms, I love it. Right? Yes. Like, get get it's it's like Shady Side. Yes. I love it. Yes. I love all of those kind of things. Like just just tell me that there's evil going to happen here. Exactly. That's my favorite part too. Is that it's? I was like, oh, Shady Side, Fear Street, perfect. I mean, it doesn't get as exactly dark, I think, as some Fear Street. <laughs> so, because I feel like different Fear Street book, books, multiple people get murdered. This one, it was just one, just, just one. one. Yeah. And like, I'm liking the trend so far of like the guys getting murdered are assholes. Like the town's yes. getting better with these Wait, people. What? You think Rob was an asshole? Um, yeah, but hitting on the beauty, the teenage beauty pageant <laughs> contestants and yes. adult judges, but still like just hitting on anything, everything that Any, walks yeah. 
Yeah. It's just it a, he's a complete douche. Every oh. second where I was reading about his character, which was delightfully brief as far as I was concerned, I was like, <laughs> what a dickhead. Yep. Yes. Um, and he's also from the Thompson family company. Like, the Thompson family. Oh. And they have the Thompson family company. Like, they're the rich family in town. So, of course, he's gotten away with this behavior his whole life. And, well, mm-hmm. until he gets killed. <laughs> 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 he sleeps with um, the wife of one of the judges. He sleeps with his wife. And then that guy is no longer a, um, a judge. Yeah. And then, yeah. Poor Oscar. So, He's just a petty yeah. bitch. Yeah. So there's going to be a pageant and somebody asks Lila, a former winner of the beauty pageant. Yes. So that we know that she is incredibly attractive. And uh, and Lila is going to be one of the judges. Yes. She's and, replacing uh, then, Oscar. Yeah. yeah. And then Rob, the head judge, has been getting threats. Yeah, or was it him or was it just the pageant? Oh, just the pageant. The, pageant. Yeah. the pageant. Yeah. Shut, yeah, it was shut down the pageant if you know it's good for you or something like that. Yeah. And so Detective Park from the first book comes to Lila and asks her to just like keep an eye out, you know. So because he feels like he can trust Sumi since she did essentially solve the mystery last book. So gives yeah. her a heads up. Yeah. How, do you guys, how do you guys feel about Detective Park? I like Detective Park. Yeah. Are him and her aren't going to get together? I hope so. Like, but like, on. I really, yeah, I, I like that he, like, what this book's great because everything that happened in the first book, it hasn't disappeared. She is still dealing with it. Yes. And yeah. he's been like, go to a therapist. Here is someone that specifically will help you. And I get her hesitation and, you know, the reservations about it and everything. Um, but he seems to genuinely care. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And he did think to come and ask her for his for her help because yeah. he was impressed yeah. by her. And he does seem to uh, have a little bit of frisson with her aunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Rob ends up getting murdered. Kicks us <laughs> off. He's the head judge. Yep, head judge. Yes. Gets, yeah, that kicks us off. Um... We've got a few. And Lila suspects. finds the body. She does, along with um. Oh, what's her name? Sana. Her, his... Sana. Sana. Oh yeah. yeah. Sama. Yeah. Sana. Um, another a fellow judge. They find the body together. Um, she ends up being a suspect, as does Valerie, Rob's sister, mm-hmm. and his wife Beth. <laughs> they no. got a nice little collection of um of suspects. I, uh, plus her cousin huh plus her cousin plus her cousin but i was like her cousin didn't do it so for me no. i was like yeah no that's fair people that's i fair. need to look at yes but yeah. her cousin yelled at him because he hit on um joy a teenage yes. contestant he's a, so, he's a kid like yeah yeah said something gross to her so bernie cussed him out and threatened him <laughs> um and of course people saw it's, that and then of course he ends up dead right after yeah uh, that's the weird thing about that scene or not even that scene because we we kind of get that in in reverse but um is that bernadette would have been or bernie would have been even like considered even a minor suspect yeah she was seen cussing at him but it's a yeah. big step from hey 
leave that kid alone yes to i'm gonna sneak in and murder you in the middle of the night like like it right. seems like the fact that she was prime suspect for a bit doesn't really <laughs> but i mean obviously it has to be because it's a cozy mystery and you 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 know you have to you have to run with that but right like I don't think in real life that Bernadette would have been seen as a, no. a suspect for more no. than five seconds by yeah, anybody. Right. Like, Plus, like, um, the Shady Palms police are even more inept. That, like, yeah. they just, they're like, oh, she, like, this is perfect. We, they don't want to work. Whereas Detective Park is, right. like, brought in, like, he's a specialist <laughs> and he will actually work. Whereas the cops, like, they He shouted at him. She shouted at him. Therefore, she must have murdered him. That's yes. our job done. Done and Take yeah. the weekend off, boys. Yeah. Which is it's pretty common in cozy mysteries. There's usually like a, a specialist or whatever. But I like that this time she's not dating him. Like he's trying to date her auntie, which yeah. I really, I, I like that twist. Yeah. Although we do still have the love interest. We've got his brother, Jay, the dentist. And then we've got Amir, Adina's yes. older brother, the lawyer who helped her out a lot in the first one. Um, got ourselves a little love triangle type of thing. I right, so I'm yeah. I'm not as au fait with uh, with cozy mysteries. I was pleasantly surprised that uh, this didn't end with, or like the first book and this book between them didn't end with her like madly falling in love with one of the guys or anything like this. It just seemed like <laughs> yeah, it's like you're you're an option, you're an option, and I kind of like this option a little bit more at the minute. Yeah. And that's the one I'm going to focus on. And like, there was no big declarations of love or there was no like mad crazy. Oh, I walked in while those two were having sex. So I see you've made your choice like or anything like that. It's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, it was they pleasantly adult. Yeah. 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 I Or do they? Though. Because in the third one, <laughs> right. maybe, maybe the jilted lover becomes a murderer. <laughs> um. <laughs> My guess is that she'll date Jay for a while and then someone will come to town to sweep her off her feet. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to have that kind of vibe. If the love triangle has been resolved that quickly, I don't feel like he's the in OTP. Hmm. So. <laughs> yeah, because uh, there's no heat between them. There's not. And she <laughs> deserves heat. Yes. Although I feel like every time she sees a mirror, she's kind of like, ooh. Hello. Yes. So, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't think he's for her either. I think she I needs either. someone she doesn't have a past with. Yeah, she maybe needs someone new because it'd be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the that's the problem with living in a small town. Like everybody knows everybody, and oh yeah, that's also yeah. true. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the first book, Bernadette and uh, Lila are like great rivals and. I can't think of why they they are rivals or why they seem to not get on. Like it, it just doesn't really seem to make sense. And in this book, they're they're continuing that kind of yeah. snipiness at each other. And how do you guys feel about that? Like it just, it's, I don't, I don't get it. Like it seems that their moms would pit them against each other, yeah, or kind of like, sort of like try to live vicariously through their daughters, yeah, and make them make their daughter try to be the better of the two um so definitely like i'm sure it was a big point of contention in the family when lila won the pageant over bernie and my guess is bernie probably got just constant based on that conversation or what heard her mom got kicked out 
Oh. Uh, that was probably a very regular just amount of vitriol she was fed. Yeah. But like, okay, let's go to when they get kicked out. <laughs> Fair. So they're all have they're all eating. They're all talking about the case. They basically everyone has turned to Lila to help because Bernie is now yeah. named a, a suspect. And yes, Jay says something about anything to help Lila, and Bernie gets mad, and she's like, "Why is it all about Lila?" Blah blah blah. I'm the one who's accused of murder. Yes. Um, and then says to Lila that nobody likes a love triangle like really putting her on the spot and talking shit <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ but then which I wait, kind of liked but then her fucking mother has the oh, goddamn yeah. audacity to say to her daughter Bernie oh you know she can't help it she's just like her mother who is dead let's remember that um, she was very I can't remember the word for it in their language but it was basically like atten- self-centered attention seeking um, she can't help it she's just like her attention seeking mother like the audacity. Like, this girl, yeah. she's trying to help your daughter stay out of jail. Yes. You're going to sit here and talk shit about her and her dead mother? No. And then her but grandmother it, kicked it just the feels, out. Yeah. But see, that's the thing is, it just seems to go from... And maybe this this is something that happens in other families. Mm-hmm. And God, now that I think about it, I'm sure it's happened between myself and my sister. But it just seems to go from not to one to two to fuck you and your dead mother. Like yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's a big jump. Like, like no joke. My mother's like one of my favorite things. My mom is an only child, so when she had Caitlin, um, there was a lot of like Caitlin and I fought like cats and dogs. We like we, it was a very interesting relationship. But my mother would just be like. Why don't you two just love each other? At least there's another child. So, like, my mother really didn't get sibling rivalry and everything. And now, like, the other day she sent us one where it's like, your siblings um, will give part of your liver, will not share your charger. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly, yeah. yeah. Like, we'll be there for you for whatever, but fuck you. You would have borrowed my charger? Absolutely not. I think those yeah. rivalries can really well, as we've seen in the book, I think they can like really last. Like yeah. just because they're older and adults now and living their own lives. Yeah. Uh, it also seems to me that I feel like the way Bernie and her mom have talked about Lila and her mom, that this was a normal like conversation for them to have. They just oh, yeah. fucked up and had it in front of Lila and her grandmother and her aunt. Yeah. So yeah. And it just, uh, nope, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, <laughs> we haven't, like, Lila's parents have kind of been discussed. Neither of them are, I, I think they're both dead. Mom is definitely dead. Dad is not in the picture or is dead. And I, I say it is. that way because we don't, like, she won't talk about her parents much right. at all. Yeah. I think the dad Yeah, she very rarely because, talks about him, yeah. Yeah. Because the dad is who... It was, she's connected to her grandmother through her dad. This is her paternal yes. grandmother. So I'd imagine he probably is if since he's not there. But you're right. She doesn't talk about them to anybody. So we don't really, right. we get little tidbits about her mom. But yeah, not, nothing like, really about her dad. And that's because it's she like, did, applicable yeah. to what's going yeah. on. Yeah. But maybe yeah. because her dad is going to come in in like a later book. Maybe. And be all like, <laughs> I'm back, Lila. <laughs> Alive the whole time. Uh. I don't know. There, like, there's no discussion of him at all. So yeah. maybe in the was there I, in the first one? 
No. I don't. Okay. I, I, that's, it's just, it's weird. Until you mentioned it there now, I never no, even like, thought about Lila having a dad. Okay. There was, like it never occurred to me because it's, it's just a very matriarchal yep. setup with the, yeah. the families. Like. Yeah. But it is, it is her paternal grandmother and yeah. his never really got along sisters. with her mom, but yeah. when Bernie's mom starts talking shit, her, her grandmother's like, get the fuck out. Because <laughs> yeah. they're out in uh tag tagalog i feel like i'm saying yeah that wrong. okay um i think and that's kicks right. them both out sorry yeah uh, and then my favorite though was the shade when lila like <laughs> finds out some more stuff she's like all right we have to get everyone back together so they have a dinner and her grandmother has her the aunt her daughter make all of bernie's mom's most hated foods like all the foods she fucking hates and she's like yeah <laughs> come sit and eat bitch <laughs> The, shame, <laughs> the pettiness oh so great, so great. <laughs> this is how you get back yeah. in to my yeah good side just, <laughs> exactly just want to say yeah. that all of those uh those foods that bernie doesn't like still sound delicious they like, do. oh absolutely 100 percent. eat all of them yeah um uh, I, I wasn't i genuinely wasn't i know i said this beforehand that i wasn't expecting it but like the food is really really well described like it's oh god yeah Ollie, yeah. did you did you get the book from the library? Did you do Audible? Do you have a physical copy? I couldn't get a physical copy of either of them, so I got uh, the Kindle version. So okay. I was reading them okay. on my phone. Okay. Um, but yeah, they have recipes yes. at the end. Yes, that's what I wanted to know. I'm yeah, like, yeah. I will be attempting yes. to... I was actually uh, just looking at the ebook. It has a, a, a excert from the next book, too. So yes. it looks like it's uh, winter-based. Yeah. Um, I, really oh, I knew it was coming in October. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, the, the bits that we do get about her mom, it is so clear that they did not have a good relationship or that like, she's not ready to process that relationship. Like it's not, an that's another thing part. that I found refreshing. The dead mom isn't some picture perfect. Right. Yeah. Lady. This isn't a, I have to do these things for my dead mom. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah you know, we had a fractured relationship and it, it wasn't going well. Right. Um, but I like it's not like she's happy that the lady is gone or anything. Right. She's right. clearly right. upset by it. But you, it's not like it's not like Frozen, for example, where <laughs> the, the the Elsa seems to think her parents were perfect. Like yeah, and like that she caused that and all. You're like it's, eh, no, yeah, they were bad parents. Cool. Yeah, but she definitely. What Lila definitely needs to do, I think, is work out in therapy. Like her grief about her mom and maybe her dad being dead, yeah, and no longer physically here, but that also like coming to terms with what the truth of what their relationship was. Because I think if her mom was still alive and then she were an adult processing that, I think she'd have a much easier time. But because oh, yeah. her mom has passed away, it's that whole like don't speak ill of the dead thing where she's like, yeah, struggling. Plus, she doesn't talk about it at all. So actually, I think that's right. her solution. Is she's just like, I'm not going to talk about it at all. And. So, Megan, do you you read a lot of cozy mysteries? Uh, I go through spurts where I read a lot of them, yes. Um, I can Uh, recommend a few series that I really like. How how do you find the investigation process in this this book? Oh, I mean, like, everything in these, you have to use suspension of belief. I mean, are they going to really have a citizen in on a case? Absolutely not. Most of that would get thrown out of court, but... I really enjoy it. Like, if if I ended up in a small murder town, 100% this would be me. 
<laughs> until I found the first dead body, and then I'd be like, nope, yeah. never mind. <laughs> Gotta go Absolutely home. not. <laughs> Sorry, it's not, back it's to not often. It's not often you hear somebody use the phrase, if I end up in a small murder town. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I rule out no possibilities. I bought Maureen Johnson's uh, Guide to Surviving. In a- oh my God, I have to find this title. Hang on. <laughs> Megan, when we first started hanging out, that was your plan was to write a cozy mystery series. Oh, it's still. I remember you, you, you were, you were settling it out. You were uh, working out. Um, yeah, it'll happen. I just have. Uh, there's always twenty different projects going on. It doesn't mean that <laughs> any of them are done. I know, but I just I was really interested. Like it sounded really cool. Because again, I wouldn't. I like the idea of cozy mysteries and never get around to reading them. But uh, Stephanie, <laughs> I don't know if Megan has told you about this, but there's like the girl moves back from the big city to the small town and. She uh she starts like helping out with murders because you know she's she's just really really talented at that. Like, and they're like this, is, this sounds deadly. And then Megan told me, you know, this is an entire subgenre of fiction. All he was like, it is. Yes, one hundred percent. So Maureen Johnson wrote your guide to not getting murdered in a quaint English village. I have not read it yet. I bought it a few weeks ago. Okay. Um, it is. It looks absolutely delightful. It's like 150 pages at the most. It's illustrated. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that will be my guide for one surviving in real life and yes. creating my own murder <laughs> towns. Where I now know who the first victim will be. It'll be great. <laughs> Listen, I got like twenty stories going on right now. It'll happen. Just, just like the first victim isn't on this phone call right now, is he? No, I mean, no, no, no. are they? <laughs> no, they are not. <laughs> just making sure I get to be victim number two. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to live a little bit longer. There you go. <laughs> So. <laughs> how do you find lila as um as a main character like we we talked about her her mom issues and the fact that i don't really get the rivalry with bernie and i like maybe that's maybe that's a sister's or a cousin's thing and i i've never really had like i've got plenty of sisters and plenty of brothers and we never really had that rivalry mm-hmm. but how do you find her with her interactions with everyone else like so from my point of view I think she's delightful I don't know why anybody wouldn't instantly warm her because she doesn't come across like the, the, the polite way of saying this she's not an asshole in any way she's <laughs> yeah. just really nice and like I get it that it's a cozy mystery and that's the kind of genre but a lot of these times uh, you see people talking about main characters in these types of novels and they come across like they could be a little bit spiky Lila seems delightful like, I think if I was to meet her in real life, I would want to hang out with her. Yeah. There are vibes slash something definitely happened to cause her to come back home. And that doesn't seem great. And maybe she took the fall for something she should she didn't do. She did. So I something think that, with her ex-boyfriend. Yeah. yeah. I, so like, I need to reread the first book. I do too. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I just... I think... There's a lot of pre or like teen pre leaving vibes, you know, or attitudes that are still getting assumed, you know. She's matured yeah. out of some stuff, maybe, but yeah. 
Yeah. I, don't, I find her delightful like, as well. Yeah. I would yeah, want to be friends it. with Lila. 100%. Yeah, any of the interactions she has with people in the book, there's no reason for anybody to be suspicious of her or to have any dislike towards her. Like, even people, even when she's talking to, I can't pronounce the, the lady's name, the, the, the girl who found the body with her. I think it's um, Sana. Sana or Sana? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Sana, she, Sana, Sana. Sana, yeah. They, even, even when she starts to maybe suspect her a little bit, she still is nice to her and yeah. not in a kind of a yeah. not in a kind of a, a weird creepy way with it or like a oh I, I'm like I'm clearly giving you vibes and I'm suspicious in a genuine well like I think even at one point we from her point of view or her view it was all from her view but we get uh, we get her thinking if she did do it I wonder why like not mm-hmm. like and not judgmental just like i need to get to the bottom like there's, there's obviously a reason for this like yeah. and like that's what i find refreshing because a lot of times you get a lot of judgment from these types of characters yeah. like i read a colombo novel recently and colombo's a complete dick in it and i was like oh that never came across the tv show but yeah in <laughs> in the in the novelization colombo in his head because you're you're getting all of his internal thoughts is like judging people's houses and judging people everything they're doing you're like oh yeah i don't maybe i don't like colombo as much anymore whereas with with lila i was like no no even even her internal monologue is nice yeah and even when her and bernie well bernie and her mom disrespect her and her mom she and actually her grandmother says lila you're done investigating you can be a judge but you need to stop investigating forget it I think she says something to Bernie's mom, like, your daughter's so smart, she can figure this out on her own. But Lila's not going to do that. And she doesn't, she's like, yeah, they owe me a fucking apology, but, like, I'm going to figure this out because I know Bernie didn't kill this guy and my cousin's not going to go down for this. So she keeps working on it, even though she's rightfully angry about what they said. So, yes, I agree. Would 100% be friends with her. And not just because she seems to bake wonderful things. Oh, yeah, <laughs> get that's to try another them. thing. Yeah. D- yeah. Do we get a backstory as to why she's so kick-ass at baking? I mean, she's so her, her aunts lived in this kitchen, so mm-hmm. she you know has been around yeah, so her it's, entire it's, life. Yeah. It's just from being around growing up and stuff. So it's yeah, not like yeah. she went to college to do culinary arts or anything. I don't think, I don't so. think so. No, her yeah. aunt has done the more cool. like savory foods, and baking yeah. has always been Lila's thing. Yeah. yeah, she was like the sous chef. Yeah, yeah, like she probably. I think it, well, she knows how to make all the foods. She just finds baking more her speed or like mm-hmm. more her thing. I can't remember. Yeah. Like it definitely yeah. that's as mo- as much as we've gotten. But I feel the implication is she has learned at the you know footstool of her mm-hmm. aunties. Yeah, um, but that that could be why I'm also drawn towards Lila because I also prefer baking to cooking. Mm. That's fair. I prefer cooking. I'll bake, but I prefer cooking. Baking is science, and like I just more often than one just want to throw things in a pot. Or for me, it's a skillet. I make a lot of hashes. Can't Mm. see why I'd be drawn towards the baking. (laughs) Can't understand you, science brains. (laughs) But if like okay, but cooking okay, baking. If you accidentally put in a cup of sugar. Then you have to figure out the math for the rest of the recipe when it only called for X amount of sugar. As we're cooking, you're like, ah, this is a little bit too much this. I'm just going to add a little bit more of this. And oh, it suddenly tastes perfect. I like baking because I like that like exact 
Like, this is what no. you need to do. Yeah, it works so, for me. <laughs> first of all, over here in the civilized world, we would use grams and... Oh, and Jesus Christ, like, yes. Oh, okay, I threw in a I... cup. Well, I better get a quarter <laughs> stick of butter. Get bent. I will I'm say... I'm in 200 grams of sugar, which means I need 125 grams of butter. Thank you, weighing the... scales. You've done a good job here. The successful macarons we made were using a recipe that had us measure in grams oh, yeah, instead should... of cups oh. and stuff and i was like well, i also yeah. was like i feel like a real baker because this is what you see on great british <laughs> so i was like i'm a real yes. baker now <laughs> oh yeah i and fully they like food scales entirely okay. i go by yeah because um it's actually like i back when i actually got very close to having like i was so eating like down to the gram to try to like count calories and stuff mm-hmm. um and a food scale helped. And now I just use it for baking because it's so much easier. Yeah. That's what, yeah, yeah that's yes, pretty much why I bought mine because I was like, sure, I'll measure foods. And then I was like, this is a yeah. lot of work, but it does come in handy for the baking. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, a, you know, something that says it's eight ounces, it's not. <laughs> it could be 7.9 or it could be 8.2, yes. you know. <laughs> and baking is an exact science sometimes, especially it with the delicate is. stuff. Yeah. If you're putting in. When, when I don't know if Americans would do this a lot, but if you're putting in cream of tartar or something like that, like mm-hmm. if it says zero point eight grams, zero yeah. point nine grams is way too much. Like mm-hmm. it oh, yeah. really makes a difference. Like so, yeah, that's great for making meringues. By the way, it's it's <laughs> like a, a way to raise the meringues without um, yeah. without making it too bubbly or too uh, too many air bubbles. Yeah, it's funny. My mom and grandmother are more baking. Um, so I'm used to seeing those things in the kitchen, but like I don't have cream of tartar in my kitchen. Yeah. Oh, and like so I go to my mom's house to bake. Because I also because she has a gas stove and I have an electric and I don't fuck that. Yeah. I yell so almost nightly now. about a stove. It yeah, sucks. Okay. Electric is it the does way suck, forward. But we've electric we've stoves out. are the worst. I yeah, if you figure yours out, then it's great. Yeah, I miss my gas stove. Oh, so Although, much. The oven I did not like because the oven would be like all over the place with the temperature. I think more oh. so than this electric stove that I have. Interesting. Yeah. No, I have well, like I, a wonderful gas stove and oven. Yeah. In New York, I, and I loved it so much. I grew up with a gas oven, and um, stuff was either burnt or undercooked. There was no. There was no in between. It was burnt or it was undercooked. Um, whereas with an electric thing, so the induction hob over there and the induction ovens, there's two ovens over there. But the the two induction ovens are just fabulous. Just like yeah. you turn them on, you go, I want this to be 180 degrees. So you just type 180 <laughs> degrees in, and then it sets it to that temperature. You're like, well, yeah. what temperature is that there? Absolutely fantastic, and it'll you know it gives you a little beep beep. I'm ready. I'm ready to be used. (laughs) That's assuming that you and you buy a really nice brand, because a middle brand electric oven is good, especially in here in the states. I don't know how it is, you know, Europe, but regulations are a spectrum, not an exact. (laughs) Yeah, but uh, you can always just check your temperature like as long as you do it once you get like a little internal thermometer to just check to see what yeah. temperature that and then and if you get it if it if it shows that it's reading the right temperature then you're you're good to go whereas my so gas nice. stove was yes, like 75 degrees off if you wanted it yeah, at 350 no, you needed to set it yeah. at like 225 to 250 or something like i can't remember 
like 75 to 100 degrees off. yeah no i whereas this one's really pretty great, good really great one the one we have now sucks yeah <laughs> hate it no like one of our burners you turn it above three and that thing is like completely red and just like dangerous levels and i'm like know. yeah this should be slightly red what is going on i just the fire you can see and you can adjust right. so much easier yes yeah just uh for a long time um gas was by far the preferred heating method for um for ovens and and stuff like that over here especially uh stoves like the the top the hob units mm-hmm. be, like to the to the point i'm sure you guys have the same same but like if you were doing something right or very well you would say now you're cooking with gas yeah because you have that perfect control that you have with your your gas kick because you can literally just eyeball it and see well that's a blue flame and it's big that's the yep. hot one yeah. <laughs> like um so you have yeah. complete control but the new induction hobs are the same they're temperature controlled like the ovens are so you can literally set it to oh. i want this on a fast boil setting and then it will turn on to a fast boil setting Actually, now that I think about it, I'm maybe not good at baking. I just have an expensive oven. <laughs> that, that is what is it sounding like. That's but you know what? You need the right it, tools. You, yes, you do yeah, need the right tools. You, need the and right you do tools. need to measure correctly. Yes. That's a whole... Yes. That's that true, is yeah. true. I am very good at measuring. Good job. <laughs> and mixing. <laughs> but have you started experimenting? My KitchenAid is for doing all the mixing. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I do love my KitchenAid. Yeah. But do you uh, experiment with trying to, like, making your own recipes making your own kind of things or are you just like a here's my baking book i have all these different no recipe oh books. yeah i will i will experiment um because a lot of i there are certain flavors i absolutely love and i mean i love them and i want them in whatever it is i happen to have so if i come across something that i really like i will then find a way to make a pistachio version of it oh, or okay. i will find a way yes. to get hazelnut essence in there or if it's a non-chocolate recipe, I'll find a way to make it a chocolate recipe. And okay. uh, yeah, so I like, so what I'll do is I'll I'll make the base one a couple of times so I know how it works. And then I'll start fiddling around with adding stuff to it. Because if you add pistachio to a lot of recipes, it ends up screwing up your, your basically your proportions because it turns into another dry ingredient and stuff. And it's like, oh, that's awkward. And if you, not that I would, but if you add raisins to something, it's the opposite. It makes it a wet, like so. Yeah, reasons. Yeah. yeah, you need to understand Great British Bake Off, like the what the what what ingredients do and yeah, yeah, adjusting for their moisture and yeah. I would rather be on Top Chef than Great. Well, nope. No, I would <laughs> enjoy Great British Bake Off. <laughs> I would rather be on Top Chef than Top Baker. Uh, I'd rather be on either of those than on Nailed It. Although I would rather meet the hosts. Oh, I, yeah. I feel like I would do well-ish on Nailed It and I might win. Yeah, I feel like, <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like I we'd be banned. I can I can grease a pan. I know that we need to do that so it doesn't get stuck. I know you need to not overfill your pan so they overflow. Um, what else? You need to get them in the oven and bake them all the way through. So, like, I feel like yeah. we're halfway there. That That's one of the weird things I see when, like, when I watched an episode of Nailed It, I'm sitting there going these people signed up like i'm a bad baker and i get it you're a bad baker like your you, or your family signed you up to it but surely you would at least have the basics like but these people are going on no i'm really good in the kitchen and then you see them doing 
nothing. So yes. I did they lie and say that they, like do they actually think they're really good in the kitchen, or or what's going on here? Because this is it could just be their you confidence. You are bad at this. Yeah, maybe their confidence that they're like, no, I there I are can a lot of white well. men. You're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, the what when they don't when they don't butter the pan or grease the pan or put something in the pan that, that's what they it's like the absolute basics yeah, but then also, you when they don't put hmm? the screens the rest they're not given recipes no they're not but that's a basic thing to know and when they don't frost between the layers i'm like have you never seen a cake a, exactly. a box of cake mix it's always two layers like a piece of cake that's two layers yeah. with the frosting in the middle Frost the middle. <laughs> that those are the two things that drive me crazy. <laughs> yeah, but even when they're they're doing measurements, like they don't do the measurement. But oh. in fairness, though, know, you sometimes see that on on Great British Bake Off as well, where the person will be like, uh, especially in is it the unseen one, the technical, yeah, one. So the, yeah. the person they'll come along and be like, right, we want you to make a Madeleine. And you'll see some person who has put themselves into a great British baking off show and he sits there and, and says to the camera, Well, I don't know what a Madeleine is. Like, How the fuck do you not know what a Madeleine yeah. is? <laughs> like, come on. Like I get it when it's something super obscure, but when okay, it's like, Oh, but... we have to make a shoe pastry. What's a shoe pastry? I okay, guess that, I'll just that, eyeball yeah. it. Yeah. Like that's yeah. But a Madeleine yeah. I don't think I had a Madeline until I was in my twenties. Like the but the you, French you know shop what down it is, the street. Uh, I I yeah, now. knew what it looked like, but what it tastes like, what it should have tasted like, and then it's actually a very light kind of thing. Never would have guessed. Yeah, yeah I figured it would these, be dead. These people are not in their twenties. Most of the people, like every now and then, you get a young person That's on Great but most of those people are my age at least. And yeah. I mean. Like, I can't understand how a British person wouldn't have had a Madeline by the time they're 40. I mean, it does seem to be a thing. Like, I got them at the first time I had them, or the only time still, really, actually, is at either French restaurant that I like. Any of the French. I'm now realizing I go to a lot of French restaurants or bakeries. Uh, and they gave me one. I think I ordered a, a tea or something. or Because I don't drink coffee. Um... That was when I got it. So it's not like a normal thing. I don't even yeah. think, it's, you know, it's not like you'd see it at a Starbucks. Would you see it at a Starbucks? Oh, you would over here. I have not here. Although okay. Starbucks aren't as, as common over here, but you would see it in an insomnia. Wait, we should probably get back to the book. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> I so... nearly started talking about baking <laughs> again. I was like, baking. Wait. No, no, that's fine. Uh, so the murder, like... I, I really kind of hope that this is the vibe of the books. Like, we haven't looked to see what book three is about yet. Um, but I kind of hope it's this trend of men that suck getting murdered. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. I kind of enjoy this being about, like, everybody kind of be like, we didn't like him, so who cares if a civilian right. got involved? Like, yeah, there is a lot of uh, he got what he deserved. He had it yes. coming to him, yeah. Um, yeah. And then the motivations behind the kid. I I don't. I know. Did we go in this? Yeah, we did go in the spot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Me, uh, yeah. But yeah. but I find with something like like this, like if people are going to read it, 
yeah, yeah, no, we always go through into the in depth into the book, but uh, it's just I think I think it's a nice little semi twist. It went not. Yeah, twist, like, I but, was like, I was sad because. <laughs> yeah. So Lila goes yes. to what's her name Winnie or Minnie. Winnie to Winnie's hair Winnie, salon yeah. and like to get like gossip and stuff with her friends. Like they go, and she gets her hair done, and Winnie cuts her hair and she leaves it like curly. She doesn't straighten it. And Lila's been straightening yes. it forever since that's what her mom used to do um, for her. So I just, I was like, oh, this is great. And like, when he was like, yeah, come back, we'll figure out like a curly hair care routine, which is hard, especially if you've not been yes. wearing your hair curly your whole life. Um, yes. And then as I started to suspect her, I was like, oh no, but that's, that's she seems so nice. She was so nice. And I hope she yeah. had her hair, her curly hair routine because I think she did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i was also the way she talked about her daughter had to be a little concerned at times too like but yeah oh so yeah the, i want her to wear her hair curly yeah but but she i because she was the new character who was getting quite a lot of screen time mm-hmm. like that's why i was a little yeah. bit is it yeah. gonna be winifred uh, yeah um but like I, I'm assuming that again is very tropey within yeah. the genre, like like almost like what is it they call it the the SVU effect or whatever or the Law and Order effect, like yeah. Uh, oh, does it? Oh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's on this week. He did it. He did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you read these. The cozy implies that you're getting a variation of tropes, and what I really, yeah. really do enjoy with some of the very modern day ones is that they kind of are taking these tropes and inverting some and you know turning them on their heads but still clinging to the fact that the cozy aspect of it is that you're going to realize who the murderer is because the mystery should make sense yeah it's not going to be one of those where you need it to be explained to you like this is supposed to give you that feel that you could be a small town you know detective too yeah yeah which of you is living beside the uh the midnight train to Georgia. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I have the sirens. If your sirens are loud revving, that's me. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I did. Just, I yeah. Go ahead. I um, I definitely that vibe of like, oh, I could do this too, and I figured it out. So definitely felt that way about Katie, and I was like, oh, you poor thing. Your mother is fucking pressuring the yes. shit out of you to go be in this pageant to win this pageant you don't care this is not your thing you don't want to do it you're the one who's sending the threatening letters and you did not kill the guy this is a whole separate thing um that poor girl the the pressure that she felt from her mom oh yeah oh and then like to the point where she was willing to loosen a railing to fall and hurt herself Further, her mom to then be like, you can still compete. It's fine. You have like a broken yeah. arm or whatever it was. It's fine. You got a cast. It's fine. No, you're still going to do it. Um, this this portrait, like you can't. Oh, God. I'm never going to do that to my kid. <laughs> We're never going to put that no, much pressure. Yeah. Like, oh, I just felt so bad for her. Um, I. Is Joy the one that was working with Bernadette? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's why. And she's the one that works really at the. Mad like cafe yep yeah i okay i don't know if it's just this like something about me i don't trust joy <gasps> really i don't like as in 
for the future? Yes, there is something about joy, and it could just be entirely that I just mistrust people that are that great. Um, <laughs> okay. That explains your animosity towards me. There is something about her that I was like, I think you have a dark side. Interesting. There's only going to be so many people, Megan. Everybody in Shady Acres or Shady oh, Palms yeah. has a dark side. I am curious how many books this is going to be. Like, is yeah. it... Because um, I'm actually looking for another series that I really love to see if they're all on audiobook. Um, I hope this this keeps going. I would. I do, too. I love this. Yeah. yeah. No, I um, love this. For, for the listeners, uh, the, if the plot sounds very similar to Drop Dead Gorgeous, it kind of is. <laughs> Uh, and it's really to be good. Fair, every every cozy mystery series I think that I've read or that like this is not the first pageant I've experienced. <laughs> I There's always see, a murder in a pageant. Yes, I did not see Winnie working with Oscar. Like I didn't. No, like at yeah. first I didn't. Like, I thought it. I thought I was like she did it, and I don't know why. And then, but then it was her and Oscar who were in cahoots. Um, and Oscar had been wronged because uh, Rob had slept with his wife and yes. kicked him off the judging panel. Yeah, yeah. and it was just what like jackass. Just suck it up, dude. Right. Whereas Winnie, because Rob was Katie's dad. Yeah. And, yes. Uh, why did Winnie do? Why did she? Did Rob she, threaten he, to take Katie away? Is that what oh happened? My God, am I gonna have to? It's been like a minute since I've read this. This is my brain. Okay, what twenty three? I feel like Winnie did it because he made a comment, but now I can't remember. Winnie got pregnant with Katie. She, the family, gave her money to take care of the problem. She took the money and put it, um, or just obviously raised her kid. And did Rob hit on her? I think he hit on her, and that was a when he he hit on Katie. Um, all he had to do was keep his hands to himself, but he couldn't. Yeah. I wasn't gonna let him ruin another girl's future the way he did mine. Um, yeah, but I don't think that was Kitty. Was that not him hitting on yes. the girls well, then in the it's, he, in general? Like, oh, I'm trying to figure out what he knows, but he wanted to take he wanted Katie to be his like legacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he knows Katie is his his daughter, so he wasn't hitting on her, but he was hitting on Joy. The other girl. she just moved and back to I, town, right? Yeah. yeah, if she just moved yeah. back to town, then he would know that Katie is his daughter. Yeah. But and he, okay. And, yeah, and he wanted, yeah. And she was Could he worried. do that? I mean, she's like, oh, because his, right, because him and his wife, Beth, um, yeah, weren't they able to conceive. Kids. She's, she kept, yeah. um, she's unfortunately had miscarriages. So he saw Katie as a way to, to be the heir, to be the legacy. Right. So let's talk about Rob and Beth really quick because the we did not talk toxic relationship. Um, yeah. Also, what happened to Beth in the end? Is she just kind of gone? 
Yeah, she doesn't really feature in the second half of the book. But I don't think I don't think she needs to because Oh, she'll come the back. The two of them yeah. are Yeah, the two of two of them are just Well, she wants like, Jay, waspy so. rich people. Yeah. Yeah. And as two waspy rich people, they're living in a loveless marriage and basically just living on their wealth and as you said she she has a thing for jay so mm-hmm. she will be a rival in the future but she's not she's not really a rival <laughs> for, no. for lila like you know i don't see how she, like unless she thinks that she can convince somebody with her money like but i don't see her i don't see that well she inherited ev- like his legacy his sister no no i get nothing. that she is yeah. rich but mm-hmm. i don't see jay going for that being oh, the kind of no. person who's like he's not going to be a kept husband no no and but like, i will see him dating her as kind of revenge once uh lila realizes she could do better maybe but would beth take him back as like a like a i feel like she might see it as like a sloppy seconds type of thing like you should have chosen me first you know that would be lila. a very positive spin on that actually <laughs> like that's how she and beth become friends yeah. Also, let's be fair. Lila should date a woman next, right? Like, I mean, the men just, in this town no. are all trash. So, like, yeah. keep getting murdered. <laughs> I'm just wondering how Jay has ended up to the point where <laughs> Lila's going to break up with him, and then he's going to try and be sloppy seconds for Beth, <laughs> which is like, no, you're sloppy I seconds. I don't think Jay. he would. T- I don't know that he would turn to Beth. Like, I don't know if he would either. I the just I, so with the tropes of cozy mysteries, and again. This author is amazing, and whatever way she takes this, I'm gonna fucking read it and enjoy it. But I also truly enjoy enjoy cozy mysteries and writing fanfic. So my opinion is getting together at the end of the second book, which is kind of the implication, right? Like, yeah, she's made Jay she's made her choice basically. Lila are gonna oh. try dating, maybe, but she hasn't gone to therapy. She's got a lot to process. Um. It's the second book. He's a dentist. Do we really see our girl ending up with a dentist? And again, I do really think she needs someone who doesn't have a background with her to help kind of get her out of whatever is going on with her. Yeah, but Nancy Drew ends up with Ned. And like Ned is a wet dishwipe. We all know she should have been with Frank. That was in the 50s. And so most cozy mysteries either have love triangles that last for books to the point that like that like I one series, I'm totally blanking on which one. It's the one that one of the ones that Hallmark makes into a TV series, but that survived so long that people were like, this is just polyamory, like just call it what it is. So she brought in someone new to marry the woman off to, and it pissed off a lot of people. Like, no joke, that book, I think it was like 20-something books of her dating both these guys, and people were just like, I mean, you're making a good case here. (laughs) Were were the dudes dating at the same time? No, they don't have to. No, but it would have been cool if they were. I mean, sure, but no, that also, like, this is something that happened back in the 90s, or started in the 90s. So, like, I, there, that the trope is either the love triangles happen for so long or someone, like, they settle down quickly only for someone to come in and kind of blow it up and make them realize. And so it kind of has more of the second vibe for me. But again, I, fuck, 
they're all being turned around on their heels. She doesn't need to be with anybody. Yeah. And it could be that, you know, she finds the right person in this who's like, yeah, honey, go solve mysteries. You do you. Take care of yourself. He doesn't seem like the guy that's going to do that, though. Do you think he'd be the guy to be like, no, you have to be safe. I don't want you to go type of thing. I No, I don't even get that vibe either. I just kind of get like more that he, I mean, maybe he will be that first vibe that's like, you go have your mystery club. I'm going to go have my friend time. And uh, I've got bail money no, set aside for when we're ready. I've decided, I've decided now, Jay's bad guy. This is what he's doing, right? He's only into Lila for one thing. She makes sweets, right? What does Jay do? He's a dentist, right? So she, he's, he's going to be like, just add a little bit more sugar in there, baby. Just <laughs> a little bit more enough. sugar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just sweeten it up there a little bit. Yeah. And then gets everyone addicted. They all have bad teeth. He's making a fortune. And then she's like, I can't keep doing it, Jay. I'm causing bad problems to the teacher. Jay. And he's going to be like, no, 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 more sugar. More long sugar. Long con. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole big long con. But then she's going to ditch him and he's going to be like, I need somebody else to help provide sugar. And he's going to marry Bernadette and set up a rival restaurant. Oh, Sorry, God. coffee shop. Oh, no. I would not be... Of- uh, no, I feel like Bernadette would definitely be like, no, I'm sorry. You dated my cousin. Yeah. No, she would be like... If it's good enough for Lila, it's good enough for me. No, I feel like old school Cozy Mysteries would have had that vibe, but I definitely feel that Bernadette and Lila are going to grow more and more as they connect and resolve these feelings, like what their their mothers did to them. Jay is a master manipulator, right? He will be able to manipulate Bernie. Listen, with his, I, no, be like, no, I'm hey. not letting you pitch Bernie books. Bernie is not going to be manipulated by this dentist. I, I am not going to let you pitch books where men, where women are dick whipped. No, he's being nope, manipulated nope. the same way the girls in nip tuck wear. So he's going to be like, your teeth are looking a little bit crooked. Why don't you come in for some dental work with me? Up, what's this? Oh, we we'll have a connection here, Bernie. Why are we so letting Christian you continue from to speak? Then. <laughs> he's Christian. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's Christian. Okay. Was that Christian Cole from Charm? Yep. Or the other yep. one? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Nope. Yep. I can see the Charm. Okay. Christian Troy. He was the bad guy, and he was Doctor Doom in the Fantastic Four movie. Yes. Yes. And he was runner-up to be James Bond. Oh, I didn't know. When that. Daniel Craig got it, yeah, he was. Like he was the second choice. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I just Julian like, McDonald or whatever his name is. I watch Charm to Sleep. Like it's just kind oh. of always on in rotation so like i've seen so much charm i'm sorry but there's a couple episodes where i'm like they really tried to make you look super bulked in and like it looks so weird i just want to be like i can't take you serious he's got an old man head <laughs> he, like he does he looks better to me in a slimmer figure like yeah. he slims down yeah. more in a later season and i was like that's when you're most attractive but like Super demon. Have you guys ever watched Veep? Yes. No. Right. You know Dan and Veep? Yes. No. He gives me Christian from mm. Nick Tuck vibes. Just that, it's just, there's something about that head shape that's very... Head shape. <laughs> yeah, there's just something head about shape. it. And I just like, it's like creepy. I get it that you're a handsome guy. Oh, right? okay. Yeah. 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 But no, it's yeah. Just I like, would never trust anything that comes out of this man's mouth. Yeah. And I think he's in, is he in the Venom movies? Also, totally attracted to him, but would 
100% never, ever trust a word that comes out of his mouth. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Is he, just, he just has that. Yes. He's going to sit down beside me and, and tell me I need work done on my left yeah. eyelid or something. He just, like, I, I would love to see him try to be, like, in an earnest character because he does not give earnest vibes in the slightest. Not, like, in a bad way. Like, I'm sure, like, you could be friends with this guy, but also be like, but I'm never going to trust you. But he's yeah. he's who I picture Jay as now. Master manipulator. Okay. <laughs> Jay is not white. Jay. I mean... We're not whitewashing Jay. Because I want him to be evil. And that's, that's the most fair. evil thing I can think of. Julia McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's McMahon. <laughs> Is I mean, it McMahon? I knew it's I, I something think, that it's I don't, something I'm trying to remember. It's definitely Julian. Mick something. I think McMahon? Yeah. It is something that died. It's along yeah. those lines. All right. Poor Jay, though. I feel like... He's evil. Don't, there's no Mc, McMahon. M-A-H-O-N. McMahon. McMahon. McMahon? No, McMahon. Like McMahon, basically. Okay. I think you're both wrong. Is what... Let's just call him Julian. Julian's fine. I also did not realize he was Australian. Okay. Hmm. Australian American. Okay. Also, yeah, same vibe of just like, dude. Like, I believe these guys, these two men, they're the perfect, like, if you need a villain who's going to blow up the world, the multiverse, the universe for your love, cast these men. They just have that look about them. like. Mm-hmm. But I will never trust my drink to be around them. <laughs> no. That's very that's very true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, guys, what did you think about the book overall? Like, if you were to give it a, a rating. I loved it. I, I didn't... I think I gave it a four out of five just because... Um, I hate the pageant stories. I do... I'm so tired of them. But outside of that, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot to rate it on Goodreads. I'll probably give it a five. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I uh, I also, I like that the, um at the very beginning, the author included dis- a disclaimer that she wrote this yes. um, in 2020 or 2020, like in the pandemic, a dark time for the world, a dark time for her. And so this one was a bit darker than, like, she felt like emotionally than the first one, which I could definitely see. So I appreciated the warning. I'm very yeah. curious to see what happens next. I hope that the Bruja, I know the Bruja Cafe is going to be amazing. It's going to be successful. Oh, but, yes. you know, <laughs> I hope her, that and um, the restaurant next door both continue to thrive. I want Tita Rosie and Detective Park to get together because there's totally some flirting happen, happening. Like, let's oh, just absolutely. do it, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I hope that... Lila continues to work on herself, goes to therapy, maybe put aside the Jay thing. Don't date him yet until after you've gone <laughs> through the therapy to deal with all of the things. Because, you know, yes, the stuff with her mom, but also she almost got murdered a few months ago in the first yes. book. So that's, we got to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. And her friend, her friend and also. also. Yeah. Yeah. And also don't date him at all because he's a criminal master. Um, <laughs> <Or> Jay. <laughs> I really, I really liked it. Uh, because I read the two back to back, um, I liked the first one a lot more, mm-hmm. and it might just be because 
I, I don't want this to sound like a massive criticism of the writer, but this is just my preference on it. Like the first one, it really feels like she put a ton of research into the poisons and that Oof. seemed really well organized. And she like the, the characters seemed to know what they were talking about and it seemed really plausible. And the motivations and the reveal felt stronger mm-hmm. in the first one. Okay. I also like that we got more interaction between her and her friends in the first one. Yeah. The second one, they, they were yeah, very really sidelined. And yeah, I like the friends. And I, I like her having friends mm-hmm. as opposed to just Amir and Jay right. every third chapter hanging around. Um, yes. And we need to know what Amir's deal is now that I know that Jay's a <laughs> person. So hopefully she'll get back to him at some stage. But um. In this, so I, I would, I absolutely love the first book. Like I, I, I think I don't I do a Goodreads, but I would say like a four and a half out of five. Yeah. Or like yeah. really recommend it. Um, this one, maybe a three and a half. It just the no, setting didn't really work for me, and then <sighs> the revenge of jilted husband or cuckolded husband, and um, you know. Yeah, I'm not even sure how to describe Winnie as really nice, reasonable, lovely woman who decides <laughs> that this guy who wants to take more of an interest in his kid. And I get in a negative way, it's not a good thing. Um, but to go to murder feels like it's like a book version of how fast Walter White goes from mild mannered dish rag to drug kingpin on the streets in like four <laughs> episodes like that's that's how quick winnie goes to goes from yeah i'll help you with your curled hair too better murder this man yeah <laughs> he's a dead guy now i think she was trying to like hope that nobody would look too hard into it yeah that'd be an accident know. you know he yeah. fell he hit his head he drowned like hoping like uh, yeah it, they thought it was an accident like it took a while for them to realize it had been a murder and I, you're, I think you're right that, you know, not realizing it was a murder so quick mm-hmm. ate up some of the t- the reveal towards the end. Yeah. yeah. If if Cozy Mysteries can be compared to a TV show um, and it really does have like that procedural kind of vibe to it, <laughs> the first book really feels like a brand new season opener, two part story mm-hmm. arc. And yeah. this feels like just a middle of the season okay you know uh, as in this is an episode we're, we're putting out there into the world and not really all that much happens and this is your new character and your two new characters are the ones that were implicated in the murder um and also uh one of the other people was off filming a marvel movie so they're not in it for very much with the <laughs> friends here but they'll be back next episode like and i'm hoping that that's what's going to happen in the next one is that we get all the better well not the better but the more interesting or you know better linked to lila characters back and then uh, see where the mystery goes from there but yeah I'm, I'm enjoying them i i would absolutely read one of these every six months yeah yeah that's also yeah. a great point about her friends i'm hoping that as she goes to therapy yes. she won't be avoiding her friends because she was avoiding her friends because of her like baker's recipe writing block stuff um yes. so let's work on that so we can also see more of adina and elena because because they're, yeah, right. they're cool and yeah. Adina's really good at coffees yes <sighs> all right so all right. before we get into what we're reading next for the podcast what are you gonna read on your own just for fun hmm what am I gonna read on my own uh 
I am going to read the next novel in the Expanse series. So I'm up to Persepolis Rising. I just had to look it up there because I only bought it today. So it'll be on its way to me next week. So Persepolis Rising <laughs> is what I've got. And I think I bought Tiamat's Wrath as well, which is the next one after that. So I'm, I'm looking forward. That'll be the last two of the core novels. And uh, I'm, I'm, I cannot recommend this enough. To, like If you're into science fiction at all, it's essential and if you're not into science fiction you will be if you read these like it, they're, they are that good they almost feel like noir detective novels set in space and they're fantastic that so cool. that's what i will be reading over the next couple of weeks and i might i might read another one from my list of classic novels that i've never read we'll see how it goes what about you uh, stephanie Stephanie, yeah. Um, so I'm looking at my because I have not read anything new, so I feel like I, I want to. So I'm trying to decide from my book of the month list here. It's this one, except Ooh. I don't remember what some of these are. <laughs> That's fair. No, that one's 400 pages. I'm not going to do that one just yet. <laughs> That's fair too. Let's see. Okay, how about this one? The Book of Cold Cases by Simone St. James. I have that one too. You have that one too? Awesome. <laughs> yes. This one is a I'll thriller. read it with it's you. A, okay. <laughs> so it's a supernatural, unreliable narrator, suburban drama. Basically, um, let's see. Two men were murdered with the same gun. And they had the perfect <laughs> suspect, a woman, a young woman seen fleeing, but she was acquitted. Never found out who did it. Um, fast forward to 2017 another young woman is a receptionist um, who runs a true crime website so she meets the suspect from the first one and they end up meeting regularly to to interview and talk so it's like who did what is she making friends with a with a murderer who's just manipulating her or did something else happen there might also be I don't know ghosts I don't know said supernatural so (laughs) yeah (laughs) so let's do that a nice thriller I think that's Heck yeah, that sounds great. That's a good one. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Megan? Uh, so I will be reading so many things. I just had so many things. May 3rd had like five books that I've been waiting for come out. So I'm going to be reading so many things. But to kind of go with the theme, um, another cozy mystery that I read and loved was called April Fools by Jess uh, Laurie, who also looks to have some thrillers that I'm going to have to check out. Um, I got it as an advanced copy because I really love cozy mysteries. Um, and it was actually the last book in the series. So I just bought the entire series. So I'm going to read those. Nice. It's 12 of them. It's a, yeah, it's a mystery a month, but I really loved the vibe of that book. Um, so yeah, nice. I'm gonna read at least one of those. <laughs> awesome. That sounds really interesting. Yeah, and you're also gonna read the book of cold cases or whatever. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be good. It's awesome. It'll be fun. <laughs> and then next up for the podcast, we are gonna go with Dangerous Liaisons, which I don't. None of us have read this, correct? No, correct. I've never read it. Okay. Um, Ali, this was your suggestion and we're totally on board. What made you bring it up? I've been reading. So in 2015, I don't even know where it came up. It was like the Guardian website, maybe. Um, I printed off a list of the top 100 books of all time. 
and I've been slowly working my way through this list <laughs> and that's why I was reading Tom Jones here recently and um and the interestly isn't has been like I've skipped over it and skipped past it and I've read before it and read after it on the list because I love the movie Dangerously Isn't and I love the movie Cruel Intentions and I love any version of that story and I'm like I'll come back to this later on and then I was just walking through a secondhand bookstore during the week and I saw it there on the shelf and I went why not so I picked it up and then when I mentioned it to you guys and you two seem open to the idea and as it's it's from everything I've read about the book it is legitimately one of the greatest novels ever written so I'm going to I, I want so I want to excited. see Yeah, I want to see how good it is. Yeah. And it'll be it'll be nice to have like a, a little bit of um a little bit of how's your father on the on the podcast. Oh my god. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it so oh. much. <laughs> and on that note <laughs> we will see you next month with Dangerous Liaisons. <laughs> and in the meantime, keep supporting your local libraries and independent bookstores. <laughs> Bye. It was a pleasure as always. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>